Hi, my name is Mary, and I've got a story about a person who went missing. In my case, this was my dad, and just believe me, okay? In the end, you would not even have the thought of sympathizing with him. I've always thought that we had a normal family. Well, there were too many brothers for a truly comfortable life, I guess. My mom and dad had three children. I was the middle one. Paul was the eldest, and Chris was the youngest. Dad earned enough so that we weren't in need of anything. We had a gorgeous house and our own pool and playground, and my mother didn't work at all. She had her hands full of gardening and housekeeping. I don't really know what kind of relationship did the parents have behind the closed doors. You see, a child cannot say for certain whether mom and dad love each other or not. Well, they can detect an outright hell on earth, but nothing above that. I, as a child, was sure that everything was great. Dad regularly gifted mom with luxurious bouquets and drove us all to various exotic places during vacations. My brothers and I, despite the vast differences in age, interests, and all, managed to live in peace and quiet. We didn't even fight with each other. Nobody tried to find out who was the coolest and mom or dad's most favorite child. I guess we just had everything, so there was no reason for intra-family animosity. Of course, we weren't friends as well. It was pretty much impossible for us to be friends. You see, a 20-year-old guy and a 10-year-old kid just don't have anything in common. We were all born in July, but with a five-year gap. So when I was 10, Paul was 15 and Chris was 5. So from my point of view, our family had zero problems. Therefore, I still can't really comprehend what happened to my dad. To this day, I think of his reasons to do so. Guess I won't ever find out the answer. Okay, enough with the interlude. Let's move to the actual story. As I said, all our family depended on dad. He was the official owner of our big house. He paid all the bills. He gave money for our education, clothes, and so on. Mom just did the housework and made sure that dad was happy to return home. That day, as usual, dad kissed mom in the morning, drove all of us to school, and went to work. As they say, nothing foretold troubles. But then, dad did not come for Chris at the appointed time in the evening. Me and my younger brother barely got home late in the evening because we were used to dad picking us up after all the lessons and the work at school clubs. All of us were at first annoyed, then worried. We honestly waited for him almost half the night, but dad never returned. In the morning, my mother made a statement to the police. The cops arrived, dug through our entire house, checked absolutely everything and everyone, including our distant relatives in another country, but failed to find dad. There were no clues at all. The police determined that something had happened to him in the parking lot in front of the office. Their surveillance network had a blind spot there. So the last time our father was seen near the parking lot, the police had developed several hypotheses. Once, they assumed that he'd escaped on his own. Another hypothesis told that Dad had been abducted by the bandits. The last one was the most probable one. Everyone knew that Dad was a brilliant financier, and we were practically rolling in money. But we received zero ransom calls or signs. A man just disappeared in broad daylight in a fairly crowded place. And then the real problems began to appear. At first, we continued to live in the inertia, except that my mother often cried and blamed the government for dad's disappearance. But we still had enough money to pay the bills and buy food. Almost nothing changed. Well, except that dad wasn't home anymore. 
But nothing lasts forever. One day when my mom tried to get some money from dad's old bank account, she found it empty. No one replenished it for a long time. So that was actually not surprising. Now we had no money to pay for the house or our elite school, and we began to accumulate debts. In a few months, we found ourselves in a money pit. Mom had zero finance managing skills, and she didn't even know how to earn money. So all of our well-being now depended on my older brother. Well, I tried to help too. We started working. Paul even dropped out of college because of it, tried to keep our family afloat and not to fall to the very bottom of society. We had to sell our big house because without dad's financier skills, we simply were unable to maintain it. Of course, my mother refused to do so to the last, but soon a buyer had been found and we moved to a much smaller house, suitable for our new reality. I didn't touch the moral side of the issue before, but yes, we were all trying to handle our father's disappearance, each in his own way and her own way. Paul threw himself into work and tried to keep our family afloat. I was just torn to pieces with emotions and unsure of how to live now. Mom constantly cried and refused to accept the new reality. Nevertheless, moral issues can be taken care of, but financial troubles were much more of a problem. Here, time and psychotherapists couldn't help you. My elder brother now had to feed four hungry mouths alone and needed to work really hard. He had to choose the wrong way. Paul got involved in criminal activities and soon fell victim to the much more experienced rascals. And then the police entered the fray. As a result, we effectively lost our brother. The last time I saw him in person, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. So now there were only three of us. Now I was the eldest and I had to cope with the family's problems. I worked hard, got several low paying jobs such as waitress and cleaner so that to feed my mother and brother. Chris offered his help. I knew he was still a kid and should really devote more time to study. This way we managed to survive for four years. A total of five years passed since the moment of the dad's disappearance. Suddenly, a cop appeared on our doorstep with some unexpected news. Frankly speaking, I was not ready for what I heard. Probably one cannot possibly prepared for such news at all. Mom and I thought immediately that the cops had found dad's body or something like that. But it actually turned out that the police found dad himself alive and well. And then they told us our real detective story. It turned out that dad planned his escape from the family himself. He made a deal with the right people in advance, bought fake documents, even hired professional kidnappers to steal him from the office and deliver him to the state border. As a result, our dad vanished without a trace, but another person appeared, also a brilliant financier, but without a past and with no unnecessary attachments. In a year or so, dad married again. This time, he never had children, organized a new business, bought a yacht, and a nice home for his new family. Well, suffice to say that he lived life to the fullest. Only by chance, one of the police officers noticed that the prosperous businessman suspiciously looked like that of our missing dad. The officer started digging out clues, and in the end, he got the truth. In all that time, our father lived under a fake identity. Then there was time for numerous protracted lawsuits. Father's lawyers fought like lions, but they were fighting a losing battle. Dad's documents were undoubtedly fake. That was the first charge. By that time, 
We had just come to our senses from the news that our long-buried and mourned father was alive and well, and all of us, including Paul, who was released on bail, couldn't understand Dad's reasons for the grand escape. Why did he do so in his own family? If we'd been such a burden to him, he could have just asked for a divorce. Him and Mom would have just filed an application and went their own ways. As it turned out, Dad's plan was so complicated for a reason. Two of us, the children, were minors, and Mom would have needed lots of child support. There were also problems with marital contract. Plus, Dad would have lost his impeccable reputation. In short, my father decided to just make an Irish exit and leave us all in poverty, and he almost did it. As you see, after such an eye-opener, we now felt zero pity for our father. What he did was unforgivable, and we wanted him to pay the price of betrayal in full. So we filed dozens of various claims. Delinquency in the payment of alimony, moral damage, fraud, and many, many more. Our lawyer gladly helped us with the claims. Apparently, our story impressed the judge and the jury so much that all of our claims were accepted. Now Dad had to pay us $300,000. I didn't really know where he would get the money because all of his new assets were already arrested by the state. But these were not my problems. I didn't care. Now Dad is very busy trying to restore his reputation. At the same time, he works in community service in order to make payments to us and the state. His new wife divorced him right away when she found out that he was not the one he claimed to be. By the way, she broke all ties with Dad, even before the cops arrested his property. So apparently she really was a good person. And I personally am simply horrified by the statistics the police told me about. It turns out that most of the missing men and women are in the cases similar to my father's. Those who were kidnapped or ambushed are usually found sooner or later. But when the person doesn't want to be found, it's almost impossible to find them. But, as the cops admitted, my father made the most creative escape they have ever encountered. Usually, people disappear to the streets sometimes even live under a bridge and hide themselves from the law. And Dad wasn't even trying to hide. He even bought himself a yacht. By the way, the state sold it at auction and gave us part of the money. The rest of Dad's property was disposed of the same way. So, here is my story. Funny thing is, it influenced me in the most unexpected way. Well, the distrust of men and fear of being thrown away like trash are the expected consequences. But besides that, I decided that I wanted to work at the police and went to college. Now with payouts from dad, I can finally afford it. If you have had something similar in your life, tell me about it in the comments. Tell me how you managed to solve your problems. Tell me how you managed to solve your problems. Appreciate your loved ones, especially those who are not trying to leave you. Drop likes for me and my family. Do not forget, everything you do comes back to you like a boomerang. And sometimes, that boomerang hits you right in the head.